0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Everything But Wrestling podcast. I am your host, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. And hopefully the W word that you just heard. That is the only time you hear it in this podcast. Because here we truly strive to talk about everything but... Today, we are talking youth, school, young love, puberty, an incredibly mature and weighty responsibility that is put on our protagonist, our protagonist in the wizarding world, that being Harry Potter. We're talking seven books, eight films, $7.7 billion at the box office. It's a wonderful, wonderful and No pun intended, magical story. Again, we are talking the wizarding world of Harry Potter. I, myself, am a Hufflepuff. I encourage you to go get sorted. Take that Pottermore quiz. Find out what house you would be in at Hogwarts. And now I'm going to welcome our guest, the amazing, the matriarch of the Dark Order, the mother of Negative One, a fellow Hufflepuff, a pro wrestler herself, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so excited for this guest. It is my good friend, my dear, dear friend, Hufflepuff as well, Amanda Huber. Let's welcome her to the studio, and let's welcome her to the Everything But Wrestling podcast. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, today on the Everything But Wrestling podcast, as I have previously stated, very excited (laughs) today. We are talking Harry Potter, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, and I am pleased now to introduce you to a Potter enthusiast, a true expert, the mother of all mothers, here she <laughs> is, ladies and gentlemen, Amanda Huber.
0: Hi. I'm super excited. This is going to be fun.
1: Very some much. Some
0: Hufflepuff love.
1: Hufflepuff.
0: Hufflepuff love.
1: <laughs> I had some questions
0: Okay, Let's go about
1: our love, our love and uh, respect and admiration for, for all things Harry Potter, I think the best question to start with, maybe, maybe the most important thing is, is how it correlates uh, to you. What would you say is your Harry Potter journey?
0: So I didn't grow up with Harry Potter. I actually thought it was stupid and it was just judging from wizarding stuff and it like, was like, that's not my style. Um, and I was wrestling at the time and I was in college and my backup plan was to become a teacher and I had to take a children's lit course. And one of the required readings was the first Harry Potter book. And I fell in love. I couldn't put it down. I read the first four books in like two and a half weeks. I could Mm. not get enough. I spent all my free time reading Harry Potter and became like the biggest Harry Potter geek. And it was right around that time. I believe books, maybe book six was released, maybe book five lost track. I think it was book six and I did the midnight releases for all of them. I just became, I fell in love with the books. They were so good. They brought me into the world and I've never been a big fantasy book person, but I fell in love with Harry Potter. They're so good.
1: (laughs) When you did, uh, so you mentioned the midnight release. Uh, So you did that for what would it have been? Half-Blood Prince, the midnight release?
0: I think so. I'm trying to remember. It was so long ago. I feel so old right now, but yeah, I did the book, the midnight release for I think three of the books.
1: And did your did your uh, book love? Did it coincide with? Were you also as into the films as it all came? Was it all things Potter, or was it specifically books? Was it film? Was what did you love it all?
0: I loved it all. I didn't do the midnight releases for the movies just because I'm not a I'm not a, don't come for me, but I'm not a movie person. Like I don't mm. love theaters. I don't mind them, but like nothing about the theaters magical and special for me. Um, I do love going into the movies. I love seeing the movies, but it wasn't like a midnight release thing for me with the movies as much. As it was the books, the books, because the books like I I didn't know what was going to happen next. Whereas the movies like I knew the story, so sure. I was so excited for the books. Whereas the movies like I'd read the books, so I was excited for them, but not in the same way.
1: And as part of your journey, you've clearly been sorted. And for yep. those. For those on the audio uh, version, we are decked out here today. Uh, Amanda is in her Hufflepuff shirt, uh, sporting the colors uh, that I also, uh, I have been sorted as well, Hufflepuff every time. I also have a very unique hat on from Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure um, at Universal at Islands of Adventure. Who is calling me? Who is this person? Do you know who this is? It's Kevin Sullivan. It's Kevin Sullivan. We're not answering for Kevin Sullivan. We're not. We love Kevin Sullivan. But, uh, okay, so I want to, I lived in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, actually, Hillview, Kentucky, right outside of Louisville. Very little things going on. Did you, have you ever been to Louisville? I have not, no. Okay, so very much, very little is going on. It's. I think it's often noted as the world's biggest small town. And there was a Kroger that was across the street, and this is, Not the best part of town. There was a murder right out in front of my apartment. um, That I didn't know where I was living. It was cheap, and I was able to get to OVW at the time where I was in developmental. Um, Anyways, I had already gotten pre-ordered at Borders in Louisville proper my Deathly Hallows when we get to the the final final the seventh book, and I when I was at the Kroger earlier that they had hairy stuff kind of all around and I, th- I thought well I, had, I don't want to drive all the way to, to Borders when I could potentially just get it at Kroger so I just decided to take a shot I remember I was watching South Park it was it was later that evening and I, I drove uh, to Kroger and I could have picked something up just in case it was a wasted trip and I walked in and there was this table and uh, a very elderly lady, I'm going to say probably mid-70s, or maybe even 80s, and she had been working at that Kroger for some time. And over this table was just like a legit bedcloth, um, like something she had taken from her own house. And I just had a feeling that the books were under it. So I asked her, I said, hey, are you guys... Selling Deathly Hallows, the new Harry Potter book. And I was talking to her, like, she has no clue what's going on. And she told me, yes, it's 1130 or whatever at night. She said, yes, but she can't lift the cloth until midnight. And I, okay. All right, well, I'll walk around the store a little. So I'm walking around, no one's coming. I mean, this is a Kroger in the middle of nowhere. There's no one there. Uh, No one is waiting with me. I'm sure Borders was packed because everyone was so excited about Deathly Hallows. But I come back around to her little station, 11.55-ish. Still, hand on it, not going to lift it. And I legit waited with this old lady for five minutes. And just we weren't talking. I I really just wanted the book and I didn't want to be rude. And she never once had to justify it to me. Like, okay, listen, I can't do it. So we never even had that discussion. But at midnight, her cell phone that she had like in the vest pocket, the alarm went off and she literally lifted it up. And I remember (laughs) she said, abracadabra. And like, that was it. And then she walked away so I got two of the books. I was like, somebody might want one. I got two and I went, checked out. Uh, I never even got my, uh, my borders book, but yeah, I, I, I did one midnight l- uh, release and it was that, that I'll never forget it. It's Hillview, Kentucky. And like the stillest of nights, uh, wrestling developmental where often you feel so alone sometimes. Uh, and gosh, yeah, I was, uh, I went through it that night pretty hard. I think, uh, I think I might have got halfway through the book just that night. I was—I um, I needed to know. I needed yeah, to know what right?
0: happened. Like huh. that was—that's the book. You just—you want to know what's going on, and you want to know what's going to yeah. happen.
1: What and especially um,
0: that last book? Like you're so invested in these characters yeah. by that point, you're like, what is going to happen here?
1: Well, I had been so I had fallen. And I don't know where you're in on this, but since you were such a, a book lover, I—I I read Half Blood Prince. And like many people who read Half-Blood Prince, I had a very adverse reaction to what goes down at the end. And spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Snape kills Dumbledore. Uh, He falls to his death. We are under the impression he might be a heel. He might be a villain. He might also not. And I don't know if you remember Borders again, back to Borders, they were offering this – the marketing campaign was Snape. Is he friend or foe? And you had these, like, particular uh, bookmarks uh, about it. But, again, I had to know um, – I had to know what would what would happen. Since we're talking about Snape here, where were you on the debate, the great Snape debate?
0: So I remember reading book one. And I had one friend who was a Harry Potter friend. His name was Brian. And I right. remember, like, getting through, like, the first three or four books – and telling brian i'm like snape's got to be a good guy like they built him up to be such a heel in book one i was like there's gonna be a turn like he can't be the bad guy and then when we got to the half Blood prince i was like no no he is not the bad guy like i was Mm. and i remember brian being like i told you so he's he's the bad guy i was like no he can't be like they can't she's not that obvious of a writer where she's just going to write him as a bad guy was like there's got to be more to this Mm. and i remember him and i'm fighting about it and i was like no Snape's not going to be, like, he's not that black and white. Like, he wasn't a good guy, but he also wasn't the villain of the story. Sure. And, I mean, I, I'm torn on my feelings on Snape because, like, bro, you stepped over, you know, a, a baby to hold your dead love. Like, what what is that? I, I don't know. I, I'm torn on my feelings on Snape. But...
1: Your, your, a lot of your feelings I've noticed in our conversations of the past relate to how someone treats a child.
0: It really. Uh, well, wait till we get like, at my whole everything. Even before I had kids, my favorite characters have always been the mother figures in Harry Potter. Mm. I've always related to them, and yeah, like, I, my hands down, my favorite character in all of Harry Potter is Tonks, um, fellow wow. Hufflepuff fellow Hufflepuff. Yes, indeed. That's part of the reason. But, like, she could change the way she looked, and she could look any way she wanted, and she chose to be a funky-haired weirdo, and I love that about her. Um, And on top of that, like, she gave birth and then went and fought a Dark Lord. Like, how badass is that? Like, you can't get any much more badass than Tonks, and she's my favorite, and she's a mom. And,
1: Also, one of the better, I don't know if you've seen this, but one of the better deleted scenes is... They have Tonks. They have a brief reunion, her and R- Remus. That's where, my
0: favorite.
1: Yeah, where they she says, "Oh, the baby's gonna sleep until the sun comes up." We, she couldn't miss this. And then it again. That uh, Harry Potter is certainly and and J.K. has said this herself. It is certainly a book about death. Um, no one is really safe. No, uh, all, all the way to the end. Um, Huh. How do you feel since you're you're attached to these... Uh, can, is maternal the word? Maternal figures? Yeah,
0: maternal figures.
1: So these maternal figures, how do you feel about... I was always a big fan of, of Mrs. Weasley. Always a big Mrs. Weasley fan.
0: So that is my favorite scene in any... Like, in all of the books and all of the mm. movies. It's my favorite scene is Molly fighting Bellatrix. It's always stuck with me. Like, if... And, you know, if I talk to people and they're like, oh, this is my favorite scene. I'm like, oh, that's good, too. But my first reaction when somebody says, hey, what's your favorite scene? It's hands down Molly fighting Bellatrix because Molly is this she's just a mom. She's kind of dowdy yeah. and like she's got, you know, all these kids and she's a little flustered and everything like that. But then she comes out to be this badass warrior. And one of the things that they take out in the movie you um See in the books is when she's fighting Bellatrix. Bellatrix starts taunting her about her dead son, and she loses it and she kills Bellatrix. And spoilers. I don't know why anybody would be listening to this if they're not a big Harry Potter fan. Yeah, we only say spoilers spoilers. like once, but yeah, yeah. (laughs) But the fact that um, you know, Molly is someone. As you're reading the books, you're like, this lady doesn't do anything. She's literally nothing but a mom. But it shows how much dimension she has, and she's willing to fight to the death. And I just love that about her
1: yeah it is a um as soon as you brought it up in the the in the in the book and in the movie it is a very gut wrenching just the lines uh in the movie as well it's it's emotional scene to watch It's uh, so good such a yeah that mrs i mrs weasley starts to really take a uh around the time that they they come to the uh the hideaway what what do they what what do we call the spot where the weasleys are all at
0: the burrow man the burrow right (laughs) around
1: the time the fire happens at the burrow i feel like the weasleys hit another gear another gear in terms of okay we've been here we we did this once before and it looks like we're gonna do it again and our kids are involved and 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 uh, that's a maybe an underrated character. On the, other, the flip side of a, a paternal character is Mr. Weasley.
0: I love Arthur. I love God. Arthur so much. And I was so thankful. Like, I'm so angry at some of the deaths JK to- chose to write. But I her. was so thankful she chose to save Arthur. And yeah. her reasoning was because she just felt he was, like, the only good example of a father in the book. And I was so thankful that they saved yeah. Arthur because he just such a good like the Weasleys were great parents they were outnumbered but genuinely good parents
1: I think uh, I was watching um, uh, what was it Uh, it wasn't prisoner Uh, gosh either way it's the first scene with Lucis Malfoy and and Arthur that you see I think movie form where he gets really run down about the being poor uh, about the raids and the and the overtime, and a really wonderful arc to get all the way to the end where they're fighting and they're they're not taking shit from anyone at this point, but also a huge level of restraint that only a parent could have. Yeah, for sure. Only, only a parent in the wizarding world where these people could just start b- blasting each other with wands.
0: Exactly.
1: Um, gosh, no, no I, I, that's very interesting. I don't know many. Uh, your connection to it, a lot of times these connections to these stories and these pieces of fiction or fantasy, they're sim- they're very, like, s- singular or majority-based. Like, people yes. look at Star Wars and is a majority of this legacy story, you know, father-sons, and you either like Han or you like Luke. You don't hear often a, a more abstract choice like you've now given us in this lore with a Tonks, but that's that's huge. Um, she's,
0: she's also, like, the first... Hu- um kind of female hufflepuff we really hear about like there's a handful of them that they get mentioned in their throwaways and you have cedric diggory but you know he's he's kind of a dick in all honesty i mean he sure. does help harry but like she was the first like badass hufflepuff and just the fact that she could change her hair color like I, for a while i had bright purple hair i've always like i don't yeah. know i just felt like a kinship with tonks and i was like that's my girl <laughs>
1: When did you when did you get sorted? When did you find out you were a, you were a puff? You were a Hufflepuff.
0: Um, right in the beginning when I first started, like the the early ages of like online quizzes, um, and everybody when they first start reading it, you're like, oh, I'm, I want to be a Gryffindor. Oh, I don't want to be a Slytherin. And I kind of was upset when I first found out it was a Hufflepuff. I was like, mm, no, this is wrong. And then the more I've delved into it, I'm like, all right, um, I feel like when I was at like. If I were to have been at Hogwarts, I probably would have hated being a Hufflepuff. I would have been angry about it, like, outwardly. Mm. But it just makes sense for me. Because I am, I'm super patient. I'm loyal to a fault. Um, That's it. Gets it gets me in a little bit of trouble. Um, and I'm, I'm a fighter. I, I'm very yeah. confrontational. So that tends to, like, pull out a Slytherin side of me. And a lot yeah. of people would, a lot of people that know me are very shocked that I'm a Hufflepuff. They're like, you're sure you're not a Slytherin? Like, no, I promise I'm a Hufflepuff.
1: I mean, there's there's qualities that certainly overlap. I always tell everybody, okay, Gryffindor, bravery, Slytherin, ambition, Ravenclaw, wit, and then Hufflepuff, to me, has always been loyalty. Yep. I, I feel like if I sit under the sorting hat, uh, not unlike Harry sits under the sorting hat in the first one, where it could have gone either way, I would try to encourage the sorting hat every time like no i want to be a hufflepuff because loyalty especially uh we don't use the w word often on the podcast but we will hear in wrestling loyalty is god
0: it's it's not there for the most part it's
1: and you help folks out i had this experience this week where i had to i put like a real melancholy tweet out about it but you you get people in the game or, and and you think they're, you can't do it ever asking for anything in return because it's just a business that that doesn't, that doesn't happen in. But I am very thankful for the few in all locker rooms who keep a loyalty. Um, because absolutely. I've always tried to keep a loyalty and it is too, like you said, to a fault. Um, Gets but, me in trouble. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Uh but still, it's such an honorable, genuine, almost familial thing. Like, to me, maybe it's not the number one trait you look for when you recruit someone in in this world. But it's probably the most important one to me uh, is loyalty. I love
0: that, though, is that, like, when, when the four founders came together and, you know, they, you know, um, the Raven, uh, Ravenclaw said, I want the smartest. And... Uh, um, Slytherin says, I want the ones who are just pure blood. And um Gryffindor said, No, I want like the bravest and the best of the best. And Helga Hufflepuff was like, I want anybody who wants to learn. And I was like, that just resonated with me. And I was like, I love that. And again, that goes back to the maternal thing of like, I want people who are fiery and passionate and can I can help them.
1: Yeah. I I get almost emotional talking about the loyalty in, in these worlds and and to those p- points because i think where my love and my loyalty to a fault comes from was the lack of loyalty people had towards my dad uh and then later in life and in death he was remembered with all the love and loyalty in the world but where were you guys when you know Mm -hmm. we were when i was 15 and we were broke and he's doing independent shows i'm not going to Get into it. Go down the <laughs> rabbit hole of of why I will be always loyal to those who are loyal to me. But uh, yeah, no, uh, we're both Hufflepuffs. Yep. Uh, our mutual friend Tin is a Hufflepuff. He is. Mm-hmm. Uh, has has the little man been sorted?
0: So little B is a Gryffindor, and if you meet him, you you know it. Like as soon as you yeah. talk to him, you're like, this kid, he's so brave and he's so willing to go out there and put himself on the line he's just that's who he is um i do know a very surprising hufflepuff not to take a sad turn but believe it or not mr brody lee my my late husband was a hufflepuff doesn't surprise me it surprised me i was i had full-on said he was a ravenclaw and he i made him take the wizarding world slash pottermore test and he was a hufflepuff and i was like oh my gosh a hufflepuff
1: (laughs) I, that doesn't surprise. It doesn't surprise me, because I think part of being a Hufflepuff is you may not always agree with someone. You may you have may have disagreements. You may have little fun side conversations. <laughs> but when it comes to like, will this person show up? Yeah,
0: 100%. for you,
1: it's Hufflepuff is more like. I mean, we're just we're just we're just almost bearing the other three houses. But I feel like <laughs> Hufflepuff is family more than any of the. Hundred percent the other uh the other houses of hogwarts um I, that's very it makes all the sense in the world that little brody is a gryffindor gryffindor often being defined by bravery and the little guy will do a backflip as soon as you tell him to tuck his head <laughs> yep. uh, he would not ride expedition everest though
0: he w- he's terrified of the yeti
1: of the Yeti.
0: <laughs> of the Yeti. Not Yeti Pinkerton, but the animatronic Yeti on Everest.
1: So speaking of Expedition Everest or a slight a slight segue into uh Harry's uh motorbike adventure, Hagrid's motorbike adventure here, here's why this hat is important to me. I took let's say I'm in a limits, I'm gonna sanitize the story slightly. I took uh, Ricky Starks and a few others, 10 was there, uh, to Islands of Adventure, and I really wanted to ride. I'd only ridden it once before uh, with Cardona right when it had opened, and we got it one and done, and I thought it was the most amazing thing I'd ever ridden. Uh, If you don't know about the Motorbike Adventure, it's an Intamin roller coaster where you're riding on Hagrid's motorcycle or the sidecar. Yep. So, I brought them there, and I just wanted to hit it again and again and again. I'd done the big VIP tour, so I didn't have to worry about nothing and let's say that I got slightly inebriated. <laughs> and by slightly inebriated, I was pretty out, I was pretty out of it, having a great time within the safety of the VIP tour, and i re- we hadn't got on it yet. So I was wearing a different hat at the time. I'm pretty out of it. And I go and I want to ride in the motorcycle. I think I made uh, 10 sit in the sidecar for the first one. (laughs) I love that. I went to put my foot. I'm sure if anyone who's ridden this can remember, the foot slots is not small, but you have to work your foot into it. It's not unlike Space Mountain where you've got to learn the way to slide in. Yes. So I I just wasn't paying any attention. I wasn't feeling any pain. And I put my foot in there, and I felt a little pushback, and I just didn't didn't care, and I just jammed my foot down into it. And I felt like a little scratch, but after that, whatever, no big deal. Got on the ride. If the photo exists, it's just me basically floating, (laughs) and I lost my hat. And so my hat was gone, and sometimes somebody a couple rows back catches it. I knew it was gone, gone. No big deal there's there's hats everywhere right all right so i get off of it look down my ankle is cut to the bone profusely (laughs) bleeding skin hanging off of it the guys are not helpful because that's not a situation you need a you do need a maternal person in that moment we had none of that (laughs) first hat place is almost right behind uh olivander's the original olivander's there on the island side uh, and I just, just waited for a kid to get his wand, ble- bled out for a while until I just naturally kind of dabbed it away poorly with a bathroom tissue. Really poor job of it. And I got this hat, and I very much out of it throughout the rest of the day. Never once did we acknowledge that I might have seriously injured myself <laughs> for the need to ride the ride because I just needed to ride it, and I had it's such a great time. time. That and. It's so great. I you know how you, you can you hold the handlebars, but you can clearly let go. Yeah. I was so I don't know that I'm holding the handlebars as if oh my god, like like I'm gonna fall or like the handlebars, like it's real. I was holding the handlebars yeah. like I'm driving this uh motorcycle. So the fantasy of the ride really I got caught up in the fantasy of the ride.
0: It's the best uh, ride. It's my favorite.
1: It I really think okay, so I think you're 100% right. And it was built quietly while on the other side of the world, Disney was loading up um, Galaxy's Edge. Mm -hmm. So that was meant to be the thing. That's going to be the thing that's better than Diagon Alley. It's meant to be the thing. I love it all. I don't know if I can say that anything is better than both... um, diagon alley and um hogsmeade right i don't and with i told brandy that i said i think this is the best ride in all of the parks and it's not it wasn't meant to be it was just an additional badass piece of their world there at the the orlando universal resort so yes uh, what what is your second i mean this is we're off the train here what is your second favorite ride in, in in our in our in our world, our theme park world?
0: In the th- well, so it used to be Flights of Passage over in Pandora, but um, Universal and their new Velocicoaster, coaster. <sighs> oh my god!
1: I haven't so, ridden it.
0: Okay, we can we plan a theme park day and you yeah. need to go on it because it's the best coaster I've ever been on. Like you're, I'm convinced. Every time I've gone on it, I'm convinced. Like that's how I'm gonna die. You experience um, zero G like five times. It's just, it's unreal. It's such a good ride. Um, Not for the faint of heart, but so freaking good. Okay, I I went on it yesterday and it's just, it's the best.
1: I'm very, I I fall into the trap of really looking into some of these rides and who made them. And we're even going to do a future podcast about the company Intamin. I think Intamin might've made the Velocicoaster as well. They made Hagrid. Um, the a, a beautiful uh, a beautiful provider of these these uh, wonderful rides lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky
0: lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in
1: my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do.
0: In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really?
1: Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: I never win and tell.
1: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void representative prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Skipping back to the uh, to the world of uh, Harry Potter. We've your journey to a degree. You're a big book. <laughs> individual here have you ever have you seen by the way have you seen cursed child the, the play I
0: haven't you and i were you you and i had talked about this and you hyped yeah. it up to me and as soon as you know broadway and the world opens back up i mean i'm down to go because i would love to see it but i haven't seen it and i've heard such good things
1: i made it a transnational thing essentially i went and saw the first half in london with brandy had set that up uh it ends on a cliffhanger not one that you can go, you know what, I'll, I'll pick it up later. I had to immediately, I think I got on the flight home, the New York tickets. for And you can't, it's a total racket. You know, you couldn't just get a single night. So I, I bought both nights, both times, basically, just to see the conclusion of a very epic story that's definitely a big departure from not the, the lore, but they are older at this point. Mm-hmm. they they are older and what does that look like and 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 the children you know you're dealing with the children uh the the youngest malfoy and uh and harry uh the youngest potter um and what they go you have to you have to see it i recommend it to anyone also even if you're not so into the story the merch provided they have great merch because it's the housing logos are hair different um there's really great merch, and because of the cliffhanger, the merch for the second night changes. And it's a big – when you walk in the second night, you're like, well, I have to have yeah. that sweatshirt. <laughs> I have, I got it. I got it all. No, wonderful, wonderful piece of business for people to check out. Um, what's your favorite book?
0: Uh, Sorcerer's Stone, just because that was the one that oh. made me fall in love with it. I know it's an unconventional, but that's when I think of my favorite Cause I went in not expecting to like it. I don't typically like fantasy books. I don't mm. really care about wizarding and all like just basically the premise of Harry Potter didn't speak to me. Um, so reading that and falling in love with the series, that book made me want to read more.
1: Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> so I, um, I hadn't read any of the books I saw, uh, a girl I was dating at the time took me to see prisoner of Azkaban. It was her favorite thing. Uh, She had done a a hairy tattoo, like she had just done like a little like henna style one uh, on her forehead. She wore the glasses, really, really into it. And I enjoyed it for for what I saw, didn't pick it up for years. Then this gets a little creepy. Years later, uh, Goblet of Fire, a year later, I don't know, Goblet of Fire comes out. And I had a friend who worked at the local movie theater, Park 12 Cobb, and he wanted he worked there, so he asked us. he goes, "You know, you guys can come in the night before the midnight release, and I can play it." So I came with him and his girlfriend to illegally watch this movie, and obviously, the young people at the, at, that they were at the time, they went to the back of the theater. They were interested in something that wasn't the Wiz- magic. Harry Potter <laughs> It wasn't the wizarding world of Harry Potter. And I, I, for the beginning thought this is a little weird for me. I didn't, by the end of it, so watching Goblet of Fire, which is my favorite movie, and it's not a lot of people's favorite movie, because business really picks up. Yes. Uh, This is the return of the Dark Lord, Cedric Diggory just gets flat out killed, a fellow Hufflepuff, Uh, it's, I had to know immediately. So right away I'm like, well, what other books are out? What books are out? And then, of course, Order of the Phoenix was out. Half-Blood Prince was already out. And then I thought, well, I can't just jump to that book. Let me go back. Let me see. And that's where I started the the reading of the book. So Goblet of Fire stoked the flame, got into rereading, got to Order of the Phoenix, uh, got to Half-Blood Prince, and then I was caught up in a real time. What's your favorite movie?
0: So going back to what you just said, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban actually is my favorite. Um, I just think it's, It's stunningly beautifully done. Um, We see the night bus. We see uh, the Marauder's Map brought into play. And, like, you have the twist of Peter Pettigrew becoming Scabbers. um, Mm. And just all of the visual stuff. And that's actually the first movie we see Patronus is introduced. And I thought that was just stunning and beautiful. Just all of the, the way it's filmed and seeing the characters a little older. And plus... Seeing um, Hermione punch Draco just always yeah. pops me. Always pops me because that's just not it's, her character.
1: <laughs> no, and uh, imagine that wands are like guns. And at one point in that movie, she puts a wand to his throat right mm-hmm. before she decides. You know what? Instead of shooting you, I'm just going to punch you. It is a big. Yes. It's a big moment. <laughs> yeah, it's a big. It's, it's a big moment, and also Minerva McGonagall. Flat out is giving the time turner to. Do you have a time turner on?
0: I have my time oh, turner because <laughs> I'm a for,
1: for the I'm a for weirdo. those on the audio uh, portion, a time turner has just been revealed. That's a big responsibility <laughs> to give this child. Right? She gave a child this, right?
0: Like you. you <laughs> although I, I've seen a I've seen a meme a couple times of like how they give Hermione the time turner to like do classes and stuff, but never went back in time to save Harry's parents. Like that's a little weird, but that's, so that's the, neither here or there.
1: There's a few holes in, I and I'm not one to poke holes, but Peter, Petting, Peter Pettigrew, just the rat scabbers is also an issue that people take up a lot of times. Like, wait, this rat was with him the whole time uh, with, with Ron. And then of course, yes, the time turner was never used for anything other than potentially getting a couple extra classes in,
0: and saving Buckbeak, you saved the the you saved Buckbeak though.
1: Yes, <laughs> I that, that I'm going to jump ahead then and ask you <laughs> my last question, and then I'll skip back around here. You mentioned Buckbeak. What's okay. your favorite creature in all, all right. the wizarding world?
0: So here's where I'm going to go with a really super basic answer because I know most of mine have been unconventional, but I. I've always loved the mythology behind phoenixes, and I think fox is ah. so cool. And the idea of something that can at its death can be reborn—I think—is—and this has always been my favorite. It's not anything like deeply yeah. relevant with my situation. It's just I've always thought phoenixes are cool.
1: Oh no, that's that's a that's a really great answer. And fox is always spelled F A U X, correct? Yes. So because these, you know, I think as when I was younger, I was trying to say like foe, or and then you hear it just said in the movie as fox, and I just okay i'll I'll take it it's uh it's England, we'll take yeah. it um, that my, was one of the
0: hardest parts for me of reading the yeah. books and like hearing how things are actually pronounced. I'm like, oh, right. oh, that's not how I was saying that
1: i uh my favorite creature, fox is a great choice, of course, I would also. I think I've got two in the running and this is weird because one of them enters from the fantastic beast realm, which is a whole nother thing. I just love the hippogriff. I love the idea that you have to earn the respect of this animal. um, Because it reminds me of my dog. Uh,
0: You have to,
1: yeah, you have to earn Pharaoh's respect uh, or at least when he was younger you really had to earn his respect before it would be like okay we're cool and then it harry being the only one to to really do do so of of the of the youngins. i also the one from the fantastic beast realm and this was one that brandy reminded me of today big fan of the niffler
0: i was just going to say are you a niffler fan
1: the big fan i mean cuz sometimes you know, somebody's just got to get some gold. Somebody's got to get some jewels, whatever. The idea that Niffler really only gets in trouble when something like that goes down. I'm a big, I'm a big Niffler fan. Um, so you said your favorite movie, Prisoner of Azkaban, and your favorite book, the original uh, Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone. Um, what's your favorite character?
0: I mean, Tonks. I love. Tong- I, oh yeah, you said Tonks. So. Lo- give me, love give me another,
1: who's, who's your second favorite character besides Tonks?
0: Again, Molly Weasley. I, I'm yeah. all about them. I'm all about badass moms. Yeah. Um, I love Lupin too. That's another one. I I just love Professor Lupin. I love Professor McGonagall. She's another yeah. one. I just I love powerful women. <laughs> I just I like I like strong badass women. I think McGonagall. She's. She's awesome. She's so cool, and the fact that she turns herself into a cat—like that would be me. So <laughs> that would be my animals. I'd be a cat.
1: I wonder. I wonder if people realize it's. I guess it's very easy to look at Harry and say, "Okay, it's a story of, of Harry and this this young man coming of age, puberty, love, life, death, and this like incredible burden that he uh, was intended to carry." But really, the story is. From a lot of perspectives, entirely maternal with without the love, the old magic, without the old magic, homeboy could not have survived through any of these hijinks uh, until it was time for him not to survive. Uh, Yeah. So this maybe I maybe I mislooked at all of this. This was always just a story about badass moms and what they're willing to do for their kids.
0: And I mean, Harry Potter. Harry, in in the story, he was saved by a mother's love twice because his yeah. his mother sacrificed her life. But not only did she, but uh, Narcissa Ma- Narcissus. I can never pronounce her name. Right, it's Narcissa but,
1: Malfoy, right? Yeah,
0: Narcissa. Yeah. <laughs> I was. That's what I tried to say. Um, but she she protected Harry. She's the reason Harry made it out of the forest because of her. If it wasn't for her, you know, we wouldn't have had the conclusion we had. So he in- was saved. Saved by moms.
1: Incredible moment there. You're referring to when she leans down to check on her own son. Mm -hmm. Wow. The the Malfoy. So the Malfoy family. There's a lot of people who. There's so much heat that even with the right decisions made at the end, some people just can't forgive a Malfoy, no matter what.
0: I think the dad is the worst of them. I feel bad for Draco because I, so I've reread the books a bunch and I don't think he's as outrightly evil as he is in the movies and the books. And you can tell he's just, he's a kid who was brought up to think this way. And it's not saying that the way he thinks is right, but you can only fault like a nine and 10 year old so much for this hate they spew when that's what's being fed into their brain.
1: Yeah. No, you're you're dead on. There's a lot of apparently there's a lot of parenting gone right <laughs> and uh, and gone wrong in the world in the world of uh, Harry Potter. Uh, gosh, so
0: the parenting thing comes especially hard for sure. me because um, so when I was pregnant with Brody, I was really sick at the end and I got put on complete bed rest. I was allowed an hour total out of, like in the entire 24 hours. I was allowed an hour out of bed, a bed a day. When you're at that end of pregnancy, you have to pee 10 times a day or 10 times an hour, honestly. Um, So I had to spend all day long in bed and there's only so much TV you could watch. So I started rereading the books and I read them out loud to my belly. So I always tell Brody that the first book I ever read to him was Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone Um, and reading those books like as you're about to become a mom, like I picked up, I think that's why a lot of it's still in my brain is because I picked up on so much of that as a mom and I've been, you know, rereading it to the boys now and Brody and I started reading them again. And so I've gotten him into the Harry Potter fandom and I just think of them, you know, when we read them.
1: That makes, uh, that makes actually all all the sense in the world. You being uh, connected to it with, with the Harry's in, in book and in movie form what would you say is your favorite moment that exists in the, in the lore and in, 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 the pages or on the, on the screen? What's your favorite Harry Potter moment?
0: Um, I mean, so with the lore of Harry Potter, I think my, my favorite thing is the idea of a Patronus and there's something that's mm. there to protect you. I think that's super cool. Um, as for like book and uh, movie just directly with the Harry Potter itself, like I said, Molly Weasley and take it on Bellatrix, I think is so poignant to me. Yeah. But um, I love I love the, um, all the individuality parts of Harry Potter. So sure. I think that's why it resonates with so many people is because they find ways to identify themselves. Like, you know, you're one of the four houses and then you have your wand and then you have your Patronus and you have all these means. It's like, okay, that's cool. That's like me. And I just think that's super fun and cool and having ways to like um identify with the books and relate to them. Yeah. So actually I don't know this about you. What is your Patronus? Do you know I think what your Patronus would,
1: is? I think my Patronus would I would hope it would be a wolf. Okay.
0: I would hope
1: it I would hope it would be a wolf. Because as much as a, I think a lot of people in uh entertainment really wanna be lions. They 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 want to be the king of the animal kingdom and very individualistic I have thrived based on being in a pack Uh, whether I was propped up by the people with me or whether I had to prop them up Uh, that's why I've always felt like I have a, a, a just a wonderful outlook on on a wolf Uh, it's why we got, it's one of the reasons why we got Pharaoh. I know he is a Husky, but to me, it's just like looking in the eyes of a wolf and he acts very wolfly. Uh, I would, I would say wolf for me. What about you?
0: So I always said it would be like some kind of big cat, like a tiger or something, you know, just because I am, I'm a cat lady. Um, and I'm also very cat like where I want love and affection when I want it. And outside of that, don't touch me. Um, and you kind of have to earn my my attention and love mm. um so i've always joked that i'm part cat uh i took the potter more wizarding world whatever you want to call it test and i took it the day it was released with um one of my uh, closest friends erica she's another big harry potter person and she got an irish wolfhound as her patronus and she's nice. a big she has like a tattoo of a, a wolf paw print like she's so i was so excited to get mine I got mine and mine was a wild boar and I was furious. I was like, I'm a pig. This is so stupid. But hear me out. I did some research so I was like there has to like I want to know why. Like I know it's computer whatever. Yeah. But for pretending for a second that this is actually all magical and whatever, I was like, why would I get a wild boar? And I looked up like the meaning and symbolized symbolism behind a wild boar and wild boars are fiercely independent. They are one of the um, they, they don't have a lot of predators because they're willing to fight Yes, and they are the most protective mothers in, um, almost all of the animal kingdom because they will take on predators three to four times their size. If you even look at their kids wrong. And I was like, Oh, this makes much more sense now. (laughs) So yeah, I'm definitely my wild
1: boar. I think a wild boar is, um, I got, so I, that my Patronus is what I would wish for. I'm going to go on uh, before this was released. And actually I need to find out for real. I think part of being a Hufflepuff is adjusting your expectations, right? Okay. Like you're, yeah. you're, 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 loyal to the people you It might get you in trouble. Part of being a Hufflepuff. I, a lot of people I think who look at Hufflepuff say, Oh, well they wanted to be Gryffindors uh, or they wanted to be this. And, that, but I now I need to know. I think wild boars is amazing. I think that's an amazing patronus.
0: See, I think like people they look at Hufflepuff and I've heard so many things of oh you're the reject house and like ah. JK's gone and said she's like Hufflepuff's just because they're not in Gryffindor doesn't mean they're not brave and they're not in and they're not ambitious. It's that they value patience and loyalty over those things. Yeah. But it doesn't mean they're not smart. It doesn't mean they're not brave or capable. It just means there's more important things to them. And I that's what kind of like changed my perspective on being a Hufflepuff, because yeah. I was like, okay, like that that is me. It's like I am very smart. I, I am very brave. I'm I'm willing to fight. I'm ambitious. I'm cunning. Like I have all those traits. But at the end of the day, I'm loyal and I'm hardworking. And I'm I'll fight whoever I need to fight if that means for the right reasons. And I think that's what makes me a Hufflepuff.
1: I love it. I was thinking on your favorite moment. And I don't know if I, I don't know if my heart can settle on a on a favorite moment for me. I do love Neville Longbottom coming of age, finally at the end, because the prophecy aspect of Harry Potter really could have gone either way. And it yep. went the way that Voldemort really chose to walk. And I just love uh, Neville coming of age is a, is a big moment. Maybe the moment uh, I enjoy the most. I don't know how you feel about this. This will be my my last my last uh, question. I had a I had trouble with the books and the movies once they left the school. Like once they left the school, I knew oh this this is over. We're we're entering the, the we're 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 in the false finishes here. This is over and. That was really hard for me, because I feel like it reminds you of your own mortality, like shh, shh, this they've grown up and're do- and we're done with them. How did you feel about it?
0: I was kind of heartbroken reading the last book, just knowing that this was this was mm-hmm. it like this story that I had come to love over the past few years and I had reread and it, it was a it was a significant like bummer of knowing, okay, this is it, but having you know, universal opening up the wizarding world of Harry Potter. I feel like these stories are living on and it's not yeah. the end just because, um, just because they're over. Uh, but what like messes with my head more than anything is reading back and like seeing some of the dates of, um, the battle of Hogwarts and like knowing it was in like, I think 98 was the battle of Hogwarts. I'm going to, wow. please don't come for me. But like now I feel super old. Cause I'm like that in my head, like it was, you know last year and mm. looking back i'm like oh god but knowing that these stories are living on and that my kids and that brody like he he's become super into it and he wanted he wanted to take the Pottermore more tests and I, I told him i said well we got to read like at least the first book together i want you to understand the story and what the meanings yeah. were because i didn't want him to be influenced of like uh one of his best friends back home is a, a gryffindor and so he's like, I, you know, I just didn't want him influenced by that. I was like, I want him to know, kind of what the meaning of these things are. And he took the test, and of course, he's a Gryffindor.
1: <laughs> yeah, no doubt on uh, on negative one on little on little B being a, a Gryffindor. I uh, I could talk to you about Harry Potter forever.
0: I know this has been fun.
1: <laughs> I do we know anyone? Do we know anyone in our? circle we share a similar circle. I don't know any other hardcore Potter heads I don't think I do.
0: I know it's 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 a significant bummer. Although I don't know if you do this, but so when I meet people and I talk to them, I try and guess what house they're in and I like base my judgments on Oh yeah. Them off
1: that. Oh no, I'm 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 big on uh you know, my wife is a Slytherin, so I know what ambition uh ambition uh looks like and can cost sometimes uh our mutual friend mega is probably the only ravenclaw i think i've ever met uh i don't know if you've classified her as a ravenclaw but she's the only one i've ever met uh I that's did she's not got that
0: hufflepuff heart though she's she's got a hufflepuff heart
1: she well again it's the hat takes wow. into account what you might want you know yeah um yeah i could talk to you about harry potter forever is there any is there any final thought? that you want anyone to know when it comes to the wizarding world and these wonderful books.
0: I just say, read the books. Like, even Mm. if you don't think that this is going to be your thing, uh, because I went into it assuming that I was going to hate it and I wasn't going to enjoy it. And it's such a beautiful world and the movies are great, but there are, and I don't want to be that person who's like, the books are better, but there's so much little things that are left out yeah, in the um, in the movies, and um, you learn so much about the the whole spew thing and all the um, house ghosts, like just so many little details that yeah. are left out of the movies that you don't get. But I just think giving it a chance and going in without saying, "Oh, well, that's not my cup of tea." Yeah, just try the book. That's that's the best thing I can tell people is just just try yeah. and read it. If you don't like it, okay, but I yeah. that I love it <laughs>
1: It's. I uh, I would agree with you on how special the books ha- are and, and what's in those pages. I actually think the most suspenseful f- piece of just content I've ever faced in terms of just I was on the edge of my seat literally and needing to know is the final chapters of Half Blood Prince, and the r- reveal. Again, a spoiler that Snape is the Half Blood Prince when they're they meet outside the hut, and
0: not expecting that
1: it it was the most suspense. And even then, that's where I started like that friend or foe. I was like, it can't be like all the way to the you know what happens uh, at the top of the um, of Hogwarts itself. Um, You're definitely right. There's a lot of magic in there. Again, I'm not going to. Another huge magical thing is the Dursleys' departure. In Deathly Hallows, which is not in the movie, really, the that's
0: another great scene where, and so I don't. I'm curious of your opinion on this. So we we see in the movies, and the books, um, what Horcruxes do to people that yeah. are around them. The thought that Harry's a, Harry himself is a Horcrux, and that the Dursleys really aren't terrible people; they're just been living with a Horcrux. Sure. And I was like, that blew my mind because I was like, that makes so much sense.
1: I. I think it's it's probably definitely something that permeated around Harry in general because Dumbledore's personality and his need to sometimes get away from Harry to get things accomplished, and then his need to be tethered back to Harry to finish this, and how people judge Dumbledore, even Snape, for how he was doing it. But the Dursleys, absolutely, like she says in the end, you know, she, he didn't just lose a mother; she had lost a sister. So. Absolutely. These were big. The theme of death is all over uh, the Harry world, and if anything, like it, it's a nice lesson, and it doesn't. It's not something that happens once. It's something you you live with, and it shapes personalities and relationships. And absolutely, yeah. That Dursley leaving um, leaving Harry there at the house is is one of my favorite moments. And I, I instantly, when it wasn't in the movie, and I knew it wasn't going to be. In, in the movie to that I just thought, Oh, what a missed, we were just gonna if moviegoers are just gonna walk away hating that family. Cause they did have a moment of redemption, you know?
0: They had that, especially um Dudley, like he Diddykins, he had that redemption where he like yeah. in in his terrible way, you know, tells Harry like I I don't think you're a waste of space and like he mm-hmm. he apologizes the best way he can. And I yeah. just thought that was I don't know. I love that scene. <laughs>
1: A great, a it's a great moment. Absolutely. Enjoy the movies. But if you can get to those books first, uh, they're very special. Very, uh, very, very special. And because there's so many, you can really get caught up in that world for some time. For those needing an escape when we need it, great place Absolutely. to go. Amanda, you have been a wonderful, superb, sublime, just magical guest. And you have to come Thank back on to discuss uh, theme parks because that's an area where... Let's we have go. visited Let's together, yes, uh, and we'll plan a we'll plan a Universal day incoming, and I will try not to uh, rip my ankle to shreds.
0: At least I I bring a first aid kit with me to the parks every time I go, so I mean we'll be good because that's that mom and me, but yeah. you and I have to go because I need to ride Velocicoaster with you. I want to be there for your first ride on that because it just it's a deal. A plus a plus Universal.
1: It's a deal. It's a deal uh awesome. we love you i love you I love you <laughs> if you need anything uh buzz me i'll send you a bazillion pictures later of liberty as uh is my regular i got a crying video today you're gonna like oh, it
0: yeah peanuts. i already
1: i already got you one today right the the star wars shirt
0: we got that we got the sour face star wars shirt <laughs> no we're not
1: done i'll send some more
0: i can't wait